Hello, this is Jimmy Sam, back again with another truth. I hope this all finds you well. I'm about to have an interview with my friend, old-time friend again, uh, Jason Davis, owner of Susie's Bar and Grill in Yorkville, Illinois, right on 34. I've known this cat for a long time. Great guy. I never really got to know him in depth, though, and I'm hoping that can change this for me by talking to him today. He used to manage bands back in the day. He, he's always been a hustler, and he's owned his bar now, I think, for at least 10 years, something like that. I will find out more in this interview coming up. Let's give him a call. Hello. Jason, this is Jimmy. How you doing? Hey, Jim. How's it going, buddy? Good, my friend. You're live on Another Truth. How is things? <laughs> oh, things are getting better by the day, I think. Oh, thank God, man. Yeah, I, just, I really just wanted to call and catch up and... I don't know, get to know you better, I guess. That'd be fantastic if you got the time. Yeah, I got plenty of time, buddy. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, I was just telling people you own uh, uh, Susie's Bar and Grill in Yorkville. That's the official name, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Right there on 34. Um, yeah, man, I just wanted to get to touch with you real quick to see about... Uh, well, I just want to take it from the beginning because I never knew uh, too much about you growing up except that you were the... The band manager of, uh, it was M.O. Muzz, right? Yep, M.O. Muzz was my first band, yeah. Fantastic. You want to uh, start it from there? What got you into managing bands and stuff? Oh, God. <laughs> um, well, do you remember uh, you remember our old boy Jay Freeze? Yes, sir. We were we were hanging out one day, and he said, uh, hey, I'm going to audition for these guys in DeKalb. I'm just going to meet with them. You want to go? And I said, sure. So I went up with them, and we had lunch with these two guys, and um, he, he went. We decided to, he was going to audition, and I got to know these guys. And we went to a party with them. I think that night, or maybe the next night, and got to know them a little bit. And they said, uh, "Dude, you should be our manager." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, right, sure, whatever." <laughs> you know. And as thought about it a little bit, you know, and I went to the bookstore when they still had bookstores, and I bought like every book on managing bands, and just started reading, and learned as much as I could about it um, you know learned bought every music magazine that was local that showed all the clubs and where people were playing in the bars and just started making phone calls and you know we had they had already had a girl lead singer um, Jay became the drummer They it was original music they played a few covers but it was original music and uh, funny enough I've learned throughout the years it's much easier to book I would have always thought it was easier to book cover bands. Okay. But it's actually easier to book original music than it is to book cover bands. Yeah, I guess that's it, probably it, because it's harder to, for an original band to get uh, to actually somebody ever, to want them in someplace. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, that's uh, cool. it just, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, so I did that for quite a few years. And we, I mean, we did well. You know, I mean, you remember we were on uh, the first ever reality TV show called Makeover Madness on MTV. Yes, that's um, right. That, I was trying to think of that beforehand. It's like, wow, what were they on? Yeah, yep. It was actually it's actually stated as the first ever reality TV show. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Holy well, shit, according that's to fantastic. MTV, who knows if that's true? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, where did you get this insane hustle? I mean, what have you ever? You never thought about managing bands before then? What were you into before then? What, what made you just like click on this and like I'm gonna do this and jump in full like both? I, I don't know. You know, I mean. It's been, 
you're talking 30 years ago, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, okay, not 30. Let's not call. I'm not that old. That's but right. At least 24. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I just remember being excited about it and, and really thinking that it was something I could do once I kind of got to know the business and and God, I learned a lot from that. You know, I mean, I wasn't even DJing then. I wasn't doing anything then at that point in time. I was. I booked bands before I was a DJ. Um, right. Yeah. Then you became you know, a DJ. Is, <laughs> yeah. Then I became a DJ for like 20 years. I mean, I was the DJ. I was the DJ still at Susie's when I bought it six years ago. So that shows how long I was DJing because I've been at Susie's for 21 years, I think, 21 or 22 years. So have um, you, most of your life you've worked for yourself then, or did you have odd jobs in between then? Yeah. Um, when I was DJing, I still had some jobs there, and I and then I went to work for Susie's, you know, as far as like bartender, right. cook, and then became manager. But back in the day when I was booking bands, Man, I was broke. I mean, you didn't make any money booking bands. It was a lot of fun, and we went a lot of cool places. But man, you didn't make any money. Um, so I know I had jobs here and there. You know, I worked overnights at factories and warehouses and things that I knew was never going to be my life. You know. Yeah, it's crazy to have that in you, isn't it? To know that you just, you know, this is not me. <laughs> I'm, not, you know, yeah. right now, and I'm going to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. I mean, I thank God that you know that the things in my life kind of honestly just i got really lucky that they fell into my lap i mean i you know well, you might have been so lucky. To go. <laughs> you might have been lucky yeah bro, but you were definitely prepared it sounds like you mean you don't just jump into things you just it seems like you jump into it with you know getting some knowledge and knowing what you're going to do and then you know obviously being passionate for it yeah i think that's what's important definitely is passion on it you know just having to you know you know if something's not going to work for you i think right day one you know right yep yeah, it definitely. But, I mean, I I have been lucky that I just happened to be hanging out with Jay that day because had I not done that, you know, I kind of started DJing actually because of you know our our, our good buddy Jason Sears, because oh at the club when I was out at Club Maine, oh. me and Tori ended up taking over karaoke. Right, right. Oh my god. And Forgot when I started DJing, I was still using the karaoke equipment from Club Maine. Are you serious? From the old club? Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. Yep. And. uh and so, I mean, that's what I, you know, some, Jason Hall was the uh, DJ at Susie's at the time. You know, I had just turned 21 and he wanted to leave and go somewhere else. And I remember Lisa, who owned the bar until I bought it. She, uh, you know, at the time she was a bartender and Susie was the owner. And she said, well, why don't you, why don't you try to do it? Don't, don't, didn't you do it out of Club Maine? And I said, well, yeah, a couple, a couple times, you know, <laughs> I mean, not, not alone. Um, <laughs> You know, and I borrowed Jenny Mooney's, like, band equipment to set up a, as a DJ and uh, used Jason's, you know, club main karaoke stuff. And I started doing karaoke and then eventually bought my own stuff and DJed for, God, hundreds of weddings and bars for 20 years. Yeah, man. Well, if anything, I remember you being a promotional just wizard. You always, I mean, whatever you were doing... I knew about, and I was pretty much always in the dark, so I knew you were doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to take you back a little bit. Let's go back to the managing Emma Muzz. Would you have any stories you could share from that time, like something really cool that happened or something crazy, anything you got from back then? Oh, God. I know it's been so long. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of, that was a lot of great times. I mean, we, one of my, I can tell you my favorite time, I think, was we Perfect. toured east coast and went to and we played cbgb's you know almost a month before it was closed are you should do that is the only place i ever wanted to go 
growing up. That is awesome. I did not know that. Tell me all about it. <laughs> oh, it was the it was the most disgusting experience of your life. <laughs> However, I mean the place was disgusting. But oh. it was you you walked in and you felt the history. You know oh, what I mean? I you looked at the walls and it was like uh you know, you can it, it was it was gross. I mean you had just markings everywhere, stickers everywhere, you know, you couldn't even there was no toilet seats on the toilets. Um <laughs> But you looked around and you were like, man, how many bands that I've listened to my whole life have been started here or played here or, you know, even just came through here to watch a band. And it was just, you just felt the history there, you know. Um, That's fantastic, man. And, and, we had a, and we had a great time. We played a few shows in New York and then, you know, just kind of toured back through Ohio and stuff. And um, How long were you on the road? Uh, just just about, a, well, almost like a week. I mean, we did okay, a cool. the DVD show. Right. We just booked like a couple of shows in between there and here. Um, Get in a van and, and go. Or... Had, yeah, yeah, just got to the van and took off. And uh, we all, you so know, good. we actually run the van. Nobody had a van at the time. We run the van and took off and went and we stayed. Uh, I think we stayed at a hotel one night. Awesome. And then on the way back, we played a show at a bar that let us sleep upstairs. Yeah. Oh my God. That's it was so pretty cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was that was fun. Um, yeah, things like that. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of other things too. You know, I mean, used to. Yeah, I know you probably remember, but I used to have you know a lot of good times with like I would do charity shows out in Sandwich at the Sportsman's Club, and I yeah, still have man. people to this day come out and be like, dude, I remember that show when you had you know the pond and you had this, and you had that, and I mean, I would do what six, seven, eight bands. Yep. And give it all the Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Yeah. It was the yeah. only charity I think I knew at the time. <laughs> and. uh <laughs> But God, we had a good what time. What got you, know, you into just, doing that too? What What was the the charity deal? Was that just for promotion, or just you really tugged at your heartstrings? What was going on? Well, Big Brothers Big Sisters was something I always I always really respected. It was it, like I said, it was kind of the only one I knew at the time. And it was it wasn't so much about saving lives as it was much about bettering lives, and cool. that was something that really that really I, I respected a lot. Um, but for the most part, it was it was it was. It was two. It was two things. It was that, but it was also the fact that it was like, if I could get these six, seven, eight bands together, and bring in, oh, I don't know how many people we had. You know, those, I bet you those times where we had two, two hundred fifty people there. Oh yeah, yeah. And let them all see these bands and get all these different crowds together. And now, Emma Muzz fans like Bond and like Shattered Eye and like, you know, I, I can't remember some of the names. Gentleman Guppy was the name of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so bunch of them. You know. <laughs> and it was just all this local friends that you know and like you didn't know anyone in my band at the time but then you got you know you got to know them and people got introduced and we did different things together throughout the years and it was just i really liked the camaraderie of it as much as i liked the fact that it was for charity you know yeah, i a... think honestly the reason i started doing it for charity was because i knew in sandwich if it wasn't for charity it would probably get busted the first time right right gotcha Right, just you know trying I mean? to get if it you in do it there. For charity, people kind of happen. look at it and go, "Ah, eh, you know what? We'll let it go." You know. Right, right. That's a we did those shows too at uh, the Sportsman's Club and stuff like that. And we we got lucky many times. We really thought, uh, you know, anything could happen. And you know, after the first couple of times, I think it was like the third time we did it, there was so many people there, and we were just like, "Oh my god," <laughs> you know. And whatever happens in the parking lot, we're like, oh, my God, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's just yeah. play and get everybody out of here. 
Yeah, I think my last one was Terry Jackson's 21st birthday party, and that went a little awry, and I'm pretty sure we had the cop show up for that one. Fantastic. And that was the last time I think I had one up there. Right, but I mean, in general, I think your experience was like ours. Mostly, it was cool. I mean, no fights, nothing crazy. I mean, occasionally there was a little scuffle, but I don't remember anything bad going down. No, no, not at all. Mm-mm. And we were kids. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah, I do miss that yep. camaraderie, man. That was really cool. It was like a really cool, uh, tight knit, uh, uh, little tighter group of friends, you know, like extended. Yeah, friends. well, it was almost like we had our own little music scene. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it was hell like, yeah, definitely. I would totally. It was agree like with that. we had the Chicago music scene, but we had our own little thing. It was like you know six, seven bands that all knew each other, and we we kind of tried to work together the best we could, you know. And there was always that. I never had it, but I, you could always tell there was a little bit of jealousy here and there between bands. Oh, but yeah, it never yeah. came out as far as like a, a just like a problem. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I was jealous as hell as Emma was and <laughs> what you guys were doing. I, that was so <laughs> fantastic. Oh, yeah, I was. I just had a podcast previously with another friend I was telling him about. I was like, oh, man, it's just, you know, it just, you remember him. Can you remember getting on MTV? And I was like, holy shit, that is definitely, you know, I, I was jealous for sure, but I, I was uh, more, uh, you know, it kind of gave me fuel to try and keep going and go harder. I was like, man, you could do it from out here, you know? People we yeah. know can actually make this happen. It, it always made me feel good to just at least be associated with them in some way. Like, just seeing somebody, you know, break out and make it a little bit. Was so Right, great. for sure. Yeah. See, I always thought it was going to be you guys, or I thought it was going to be Five Year Jacket. Oh, d- I, yeah, I definitely. Really, five Year was I great. really liked your sound, and I really liked Kevin Trudeau's sound. Yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. totally love two different guy. sounds. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but God, you guys, you guys just had it together musically. I mean, I mean, I think Emma Muzz did a great job too. I mean, I think we were, they were a little more short-lived than you guys were. Five Year Jacket was. Yeah. Um, but God, I really thought this. I really thought that some songs on Stomp, dude. I still have my, you know, I still play console. Oh, thanks, man. That's great to know, man. I just, uh, I was probably the only one that was into it, but I, I really wanted to do what you guys did with that East Coast, but except just us, get a van and just play by our wits and see what happens you know just go for it you know but you know life got in the way and we got older (laughs) so yep yep but yeah i really was uh gunning for that that was kind of where all my uh eggs were man i really that was really just a dream from being a kid man and watching all these cool shows and then eventually getting to know all you great people and it's just like wow i could see um Oh, anyway, that's bullshit. I just, I really <laughs> loved it, and I had a great time, and I was lucky to be able to do Me what too. I did. I, know, I don't have any regrets from back then, man. We, just, you know, we all had fun, and I mean, I, it obviously put me in, I mean, now owning a bar, I booked my own band, and it's like, I know exactly when somebody calls me, who they are. When a manager calls me or a band calls me, I know if they're me, or if they're, like, I was never really, I, I, I never lied. You know what I mean? I kind of told people what they what they were going to get. I said, you know what? We might bring 25 people. We might bring 100. But we're going to give you the best show we can give you. You know what I mean? And now I, I, I respect the people that call me. And they're a lot like me where they're like, hey, you know what? I can't promise you anything, but I'm not expecting the world from you either. What can I come in at this price? And I always respect that and go, you know what? Hey, that's I got you. Let's, let's give it a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, that was always you. That's how I always knew. I says, as I said previously, I was like, I didn't know you great but what i did know about you was always jason was jason and you got what you got you whatever he said was going to happen you know and that is enough to make a great person man so and i you, you obviously you. kept that going through your whole life and the dj in and then how in the world 
did you buy Susie's? What what, <laughs> what came up with that, man? Oh. And congratulations too, by the way, because that's fantastic. The Thank you. Thank always... you. Yeah, I actually own that, and I we I uh, with a couple partners, I own a wine bar and sandwich now called Vines. Vines, yeah. I just I was uh, watching that on Facebook. Uh, since I'm not around anymore, I got to kind of live vicariously through Facebook. But yeah, it's right. uh, yeah, I heard that's going well too, right? I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that one's definitely taking a bigger hit from the pandemic than Susie's has. Oh, I bet. Um, but but it's you know it's, it'll it'll get back to where it was. You confident? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I mean, I I I do my best not to fail. You know what I mean? You just gotta make things work, and you just gotta get through them, and you gotta do what you gotta do to make it work. And and I'll, I'm willing to do that. You know, I hope my partners are too, and I think we'll be fine. Um, you know, we got a really good clientele there. It's just a matter of are they afraid to come out or not. You know, I yeah. think we're still in that phase where some people are just afraid to come out, and not to not to say that they're a big different crowd, but my Susie's crowd and my Vines crowd are two completely different crowds. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. It, that makes sense. Um, so people that come out to a wine bar aren't the ones that are they're the ones that are right now pretty worried about the pandemic still. So where people that come out to a to a you know fun party bar aren't the ones that are worried about the pandemic. Right, you know. right. And they're probably more in the age group that don't have to worry about it either, you know? Honestly. Right, right. But is it uh, this uh, post-COVID world, what is, uh, you said it's it's picking up, everything's start. How was the beginning of it when the first lockdown happened? Was that, like, scary for oh, you? I mean, I just can't imagine so scary. being, I mean, I've had my own small businesses, but, you know, you got your payroll, you got... You know, it's your baby. It's everything you do. I know you're yeah. always there. So it's like, how was how'd that go for you? If you don't mind getting into it a little bit. No, no, not at all. I was uh, I was scared to death when when you know when they came up and said you're going to be closed. <sighs> St. Patty's Day. You know, we had our St. Patty's Day party on Saturday, and we were told pretty much Sunday by Tuesday you're closed. Wow. And uh, you know, I was I was I, I didn't believe it that it was going to be a long thing. You know yeah. what I mean? We're going to close for two weeks is what they said to. to to straighten the curve or curve the straightening or something. Right. And uh, <laughs> I was like, ah, they can't keep everything locked down for so long, you know. And after a month, I was, you know, shitting my pants. I was, I was scared. Oh, um, yeah, I bet. Because I don't, because I have a lot of people, you know. I mean, I've, I've gotten pretty good at, at saving and, and, and trying to make sure that I'm taking care of my family's taken care of. And but I have a lot of people that rely on me. You know, I have a lot of employees, and you know, and, and they all rely on me to make sure that you know I've, I've given them a good life I, I feel like and um, I feel like they really rely on me and I, I rely on them and uh, I was really scared that I was going to lose people or that that I wasn't going to be able to you know take care of them the way that I feel like I've taken care of them and uh, so what we did was we started opening up in the beginning we were just closed and then they said okay you can open up for takeout or pick up or whatever it was yeah. And uh, so we opened up like just two nights a week, Oof. just just uh, two nights a week. And I'll tell you what, the support from the community was just unheard of, Jim. I mean, it was it was people coming in. It was our regulars coming in and ordering five pizzas and, and or ordering one pizza and paying a hundred bucks for it. It was. Oh, wow. I mean, you, you just wouldn't believe it. I mean, the nights that we had in those two nights. So then a few weeks later, we were like, OK, well, let's just go to every night. And we opened up. And we probably made in the whole week what we made in those two nights in the beginning. Wow. Because people were just so, oh, you're only open Tuesday and Friday? Okay, we're coming Tuesday and Friday. And really being supportive. It was really nice. It was very, very humbling that I had 
felt like, and not, not just me, because obviously Susan's been around a lot longer than I have, but just the fact that I feel like I've built up that friendship with customers that, and, and not just me, the bartenders and the cooks and, and everybody there, that they really wanted to make sure we, we succeeded and, and we're going on, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, that's, I always considered Susie's kind of like the heart of Yorkville anyway, man, especially when you grabbed it too. It was just like, you know, it feel it just felt right, you know? And when you grabbed it, it felt like it was just a continuation of Susie's in a great way. You know, it's like, all right, well, it's in the proper hands. It's going to move on. And, you know, it always was comfy at your place, man. I always enjoyed going there. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no problem, man. Yeah. Back to the question you asked me earlier. So kind of how did I, how did I end up with Susie's? I, uh, it's kind of a short and long story at the same time. So I worked, you know, as, as the DJ and for Susie. And back then it was slow. I mean, it was, I was think I was doing like Wednesdays and Saturdays for 75 bucks a night. Okay. And I'm pretty sure at the time that was like my only job too. It's like, it's like right. I was somehow living off like 150 bucks a week. <laughs> um, and Lisa uh, was the bartender. She was kind of the head bartender there at the time. And I can remember Susie saying to her, we got to get rid of Jason, it's too slow. And Lisa said to Susie, and I, I didn't, I think, I, I don't know if I heard this from Lisa, I heard it from someone who was there. Um, but Lisa said, well, listen, the only two nights a week we make any money are the nights he's here. So if you get rid of him, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Wow. And Susie said, well, I can't lose you. And she kept me on. Awesome. And I always looked at that and said, you know what? She didn't know me very well then. You know what I mean? Obviously she's one of my best friends now, but she, uh, she didn't know me very well then to go to bat for me like that. And I always respected that wholeheartedly and said, you know what, I'm going to work. Now, she, now, fast forward a few years later, and she bought the bar. And that never left my head. I said, you know what, I'm going to, you went to bat for me and kind of made me who I am the last five years, like this, you know, DJ that everyone in New York still knew. You know what I mean? It was kind of a thing. I had my little sign outside that said, home of DJ Jason and stuff. And, you know, I was Hell yeah, man. That, that guy, I guess. And you owned it. I always, I always attributed that to her and said, you know what, she went to bat for me. Well, then about, uh, you know, a few years after that, I took over um, cooking and bartending and, and this and that. And then she kind of stopped saying, she started saying, hey, you know what? You you know how to do everything. I'm just going to stop coming in and you run it. And wow. that's kind of, in a way, how it went. And I and I did. And uh, I had told her, uh, I was about 35, so about 10 years ago. I told her, I said, you know what, before, I'd really like to we had talked about something and she asked me what my dreams were and what I said, I'd love to own the place by the time of 40. I, and she asked me, you know, why I want to own the place and stuff. And I said, well, you know what? I said, I'll be honest with you. I, I met my wife here and I have a lot of my friends that have met their wives here. Um, and I'd like to know that in the future, other people can meet their wives here and their best friends and their group of friends. And I would hate to ever see that place go away. And I don't know if that touched her or if, or what it was, but about a month and a half before I turned 40, she told me it was mine, that she would sell it to me before my 40th birthday. So awesome. my dream came true, and, you know, I mean, obviously I owe it all to her. I mean, I owe a lot of it to her, but um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love it. I love the people that work for me. I love the people that come in there, and it's just, it's really so far been pretty amazing. That's beautiful, man. I, I, I just uh, applaud you for that, man, because I know it's hard to hold on in lean times much less no times when you can't even open 
I just can't imagine. But you know, that's you know, you're and you're saving a place that you knew people at, that you met your wife at, that other people. I mean, that's you're, you know, you're not going to do that at Chili's. You know, you're going to do that at a hometown. <laughs> you know, you're not. You're going to do that at yeah, you're a right, hometown you're right. bar, man. You know, or uh, a a human-owned business. You know. Yeah. That's so cool, man. That's the, I did not know that. That's great. That's I'm glad I'm doing this. <laughs> that is so cool. Is uh, what's the plans for the future? What are you What are you thinking? If uh, we're going to pretend that everything's going to be all right within a year, what do you think is going to be happening? God, I hope so. I hope so. I actually, you know, we went with the tier one, which means we can have people inside again. Cool. Um, I'm hoping that you know, there's groups going into phase four here in Illinois pretty quick. So I'm hoping that we also join that because I'd like to. You know, I've started booking, you know, an acoustic act, act here and there, but I'd really like to get back into getting bands back in because I miss them. It's been a few months since we've had bands, and I'd really like to get the bands back in. And, you know, you get volleyball in the summer, and, I mean, we'll be we'll be just fine. And I think uh, Vines will be fine. Um, I, over the, actually, the funny thing is over the pandemic, um, over the summer, we decided to, my wife found a really good deal, and my wife's a hairdresser, and she, we bought her a salon in Sugar Grove. Oh, fabulous! Um, so she's been doing really well at that, and I've got the two bars. And what's the song called? I don't know how far I want to expand. I don't know if I want more or if I'm happy with what I got. Some days I feel like I do, and some days I feel like I don't. You know how that goes? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You just feel like, uh, uh, so you think you're gonna retire at this place, or you think maybe something new is gonna come up, or you're not sure? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I would want to. You know, you always look at that. You look at the people, like the people that are older enough, and they're they're still owning their bars and restaurants, and they just somebody else runs it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just how it is. Yep. But I've been so, and I know you were with your restaurants. I'm so hands on that yep. I don't know that I could do that. I just I don't. I mean, I'm sure someday I will, but as of right now, it's like I don't know how I could possibly just say, okay, you run it. I'm just gonna stick in my house and be old. You know what I mean? I just don't. I don't see it. You know, it'll take that next little uh, young Jason, uh, <laughs> little uh, you <laughs> right, coming right. up, man. Be like, hey, you, you'll know it. You know, you'll find that person if 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 that's whatever happens. You know, you'll know who to trust, just like Lisa did, man. That's sure. so cool. Sure. Is there anything uh, we can look forward to this year happening at Susie's or Vines or anywhere? What do you got going on? Anything? Oh God. Um, Vines. Vines is a great time. Um, I mean, we have the slot machines in there, so you can come in and play the slots. Um, we have probably, I think the thing we're most well-known for is our sangria. Our sangria is has got us through the pandemic of selling it in jars. Oh, cool. You'd be shocked at how many jars, quart jars of sangria we sold while we were closed. It was absolutely insane. Um, oh, that's fabulous. And we do live music over there. I mean, it's a smaller place, so it's all acoustic, but we do live music every Friday, and we do an open mic on Tuesdays. Um, oh, you do music there, I too? I can't really go anywhere without having something to do with music, right? Yeah, I didn't know you did music there, too. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Susie's, you know, I mean, Susie's is always a great time, too. It's just, it is what it is. You know, you come in. I'm, I'm Obviously, I look forward to summer there, sitting out on the patio, sitting on the deck, watching people play volleyball. Music on the little stage out there and just having a great time. Um, I just booked a, a sushi roll, which is a national touring act for uh, St. Paddy's Day. Fantastic. That's always one of my favorite holidays, band-wise, you know. Oh, it's got to um, be. They're like a great cover band, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah they're a cover band. I know, I know they actually just put out an album, but I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I've had them a few times. Um, a buddy of mine, Trent, uh, who I actually met through Emma Muzz um, when we were out in the city, he was in a band called Muchacha, but he actually used to be 
I would say he was at some point in. Uh, oh, he's in Bang Tango. Oh, really? He was, he was the drummer for Bang Tango for a little while. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! And That's he cool. is the drummer for Sushi Roll, so he kind of just did his original music for a very long time and when I knew him that's what he was doing and then he said you know what there's money in cover <laughs> I mean, cover bands there is money yeah good you know? ones hell yeah yeah so, so yeah so there's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that and it's kind of I think that'll be our big, big okay we're back to full bands let's just go and hope nobody gets hurt you know what I mean hell yeah man that's it that's all we can all hope for well, hey, man, thanks for uh, catching up with me, bro. And I hope uh, we can do this again once uh, the world starts rolling again. I want to hear what else you got going on. Would that be cool? Oh, definitely, man. Thank you so much for calling, Jim. I appreciate it. All right, brother. You take care, and we'll hopefully talk to you soon, man. All right, buddy. Talk take to you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.